Welcome to episode 99 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brendan Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. Today, we caught up with Ian Silber. He's a designer at Instagram, design manager at Instagram. He's a super rad dude that we got to hang out with at Epicurrence, and we were really glad to, that we got to catch up with him here in the city. If you need more podcasts in your life, be sure to check out some of the other shows on our spec network. Shows like Developer T, Does Not Compute, Immutable, and Vicarious. Two of those are hosted by Bryn as well, if you need more so Bryn I'm in your sorry. life. sorry. You don't need that. Yeah. Uh, to listen to those, go to spec.fm. Check them out. All podcasts aiming to help designers and developers level up. We're launching a new one soon, too. So <laughs> that'll be great. So keep an eye out. We'll definitely announce that when it happens. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, at designdetailsfm, and join our Slack team, spec.fm slash Slack. Before we get into the episode, we have one sponsor we want to thank for making this show possible. This episode is brought to you by Wayno. They are this insanely next level, amazing, phenomenal agency, and you should go work for them. Is that a good pitch? That's a great pitch. What is Wayno? They are a kick-ass agency cranking out some of the best design work in the world for companies like Airbnb, Dropbox, Google, Medium, Reuters, Cisco, Lonely Planet, Fitbit, Red Bull, all the good ones. Their client list is insane. We are massive fans of their work. Their work is fitting for that client list. Like it is n- insanely good. And they're hiring. If you'd want to work for top caliber design talent with some of the best people in the industry, go to wayno.co. That's U E N O.co. They have a careers link in the header. They have an office in New York. They have an office in San Francisco. We've been to the office in San Francisco. It's it great. It is gorgeous. If you need a move, you want something new, time to level up, check out Wayno. You're going to do amazing work with amazing people. They've hired some of our friends recently, listeners of the show. So yeah. definitely don't hesitate to reach out. Again, that's at wayno.co. We can't thank them enough for sponsoring this episode. They really just want to support us and tell you guys kind of what they're doing. They want you to see their work. And so you should definitely check that out. Thanks once again to Wayno. With that, let's get into episode 99 with Ian Silber. Hi, uh, I am Ian Silber and uh, I'm a designer and uh, I work at Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's that's who I am. What are you working on right now? So I work at Instagram and I manage uh, the team focused on basically all of our core experiences. Um, so kind of a lot. There's totally. Like basically... Is it really a lot though? There's like square photos and hearts. Like, yeah, I guess you're right. You're done. I, I know. We really don't. That's do, like two we really vectors. don't do anything. Done deal. Yeah. I, I. It's funny. I give this talk. Um, Your website is white. Okay. It's <laughs> true. It's hard to make it that white. It's a, it's a lot of work. We invented a special brand of yeah, white. It's hard. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, so Facebook, and we're you know part of Facebook. Facebook has this thing where new designers come in and they go through design camp. And uh, each team sort of presents what they're working on. And I give this presentation and a little bit of history about Instagram. And I show like version 1.0. And I just always joke like, yeah, you probably wonder what the hell we do. Because like it looks almost the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same layout. Yeah. Almost um, pixel for pixel. No, but like everything kind of has changed. And like if you actually look at it, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. You can do rectangle photos now, I hear. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy. Innovation <laughs> in the field. Don't sound too stoked, Ian. No, um, no. I, we we are working on a lot of a lot of cool stuff, and we've shipped like a lot of awesome stuff in the mm-hmm. last you know last year or two. And the design team's growing. Yeah, the design team is it's really big now. Um, I think I just counted it up. We have sixteen designers. 
there's a consumer design, which is kind of what I manage. Um, but we also have monetization design. So thinking about, there's like crazy tools for people to book ads and stuff. And that requires like a lot of, a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of work. Um, or just thinking about, you know, monetization inside of the app. Um, there's uh, all of like explore and, you know, just finding awesome content. And um, there's like a lot to work on creativity apps, all that fun stuff. So I think we should work our way back to Instagram and like get into to more of that. But I'm curious, where are you from? Where am I from? I am from the Bay Area. Well, that's a boring answer. Fuck. Yeah. What? <laughs> Nobody's from the Bay Area. <laughs> that's that's true. the most unique <laughs> answer he could possibly give. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Um, I uh, was born at UCSF. Uh, sort of down the now street. Now the Zuckerberg Hospital. Look at that. Uh, yeah. What Wait, actually? What? Wait, yeah, yeah, I actually didn't know about that. UCSF is... or No, I'm sorry. That's SF General. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got it. Is it? Wait, what? They're, yeah, they're actually renaming it? Hospital, yeah. Okay. The, the nurse told me that when I was in like, getting my leg broken, or like, <laughs> my <laughs> broken in, leg fixed. Like, <laughs> I went in, they snapped my leg. <laughs> they're like, are you no, sure? Like, yeah, you're at SF it. General. It's going to be Zuckerberg soon. I was just asking for information to tell my wife about where I was. <laughs> wow. So, it's going to be Zuckerberg soon. So come to the Zuckerberg Hospital. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, Anyway, so I'm from the Bay Area. I grew up uh, in the South Bay, mostly. So not not in the city. Um, uh, mostly in San Jose, which is like, uh, I feel like everybody that's not from here is like, oh, San Jose. Actually, people from here say that too. <laughs> um, but I don't You're know. You're not wrong. Continue. <laughs> I, I love it. I still, I still it has a, a soft spot uh, in my heart. Or like the sharks. Um, I kind of like the sharks, I guess. I know I'm not like a big sports guy, uh, but they seem to like always just disappoint when they get into the, the playoffs. So. Isn't that like the running joke? Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's how it was like Minnesota Vikings. They just, as soon as they get anywhere, they just disappoint you. I guess so. I don't They're know. I don't machine. really know about the Vikings. Uh-oh. I literally just looked and I was like, uh, wait, the Super Bowl? It's like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for oh, like an Oh, it's coming here? Like oh. On a billboard or something. currently interrupting my like daily commute. What do you mean? Oh, the it, traffic. I have to cross like right where Super Bowl City is going to be. Yeah. To work. Oh, yeah. I do not like that. Good so you, you grew up in San Jose. Yep. You played music. Played music. When did um, you uh, start playing around on the computer? Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like probably similar to a lot of people my age. Like I got into it um, doing writing like QBasic or basic, like quick basic, you know? Um, uh, nope. It, No? Do you not know? Okay. Um, I never wrote any. I know what it is. It's like a super basic programming language. Basic is a little base language, and then there's this thing called Quick Basic, which was, I guess, I actually don't know, like, historically the difference between them, but um, it was this little DOS app, and uh, you could write little, like, programs and stuff. And uh, That was the first computer thing you did? You just jumped straight into that? Well, I mean, I played, like, computer games mm-hmm. and stuff okay. and sure. like sure. you know messed around with paint or whatever and i loved typing i was like we had at this at, the, at, at my school we had this like mario teaches typing yes and uh, <laughs> did you play that dude i played every typing game. oh my god i wish i could just do that all day like it's what so it, uh, satisfying it's like Mavis i want to look back at I want to look back at like the incentives like how they got you to like keep going because it was so fun and like it felt like you were like what what I remember what it was was like um, the one level you would be in like Mario Kart kind of thing, but like the faster you type, the faster you'd go. So you're like super motivated to step on the gas. They have well. the one online now. It's like type 
type racer uh-huh. and you play against other people and oh, you like race dude. a car down a straight line. Yo, <laughs> you just screw PS4. Career. Let's go, dude. It, his right? career is literally over. It's pretty fun, actually. Oh, There's awesome. something about like competitive I, typing that gets yeah. you. Can you get sponsored in that? Game. Can, you put, can you put ads on the car? Because <laughs> Ethan's, Ethan's found a new career. Seriously. <laughs> that was 140. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. Um, Could have shaved a tenth of a second off that. <laughs> so, anyways, I guess I got really into typing, <laughs> and, as you and, do. Uh, yeah, uh, no, but um, I've, I have like a, a big family, a lot of brothers. How many brothers? Five brothers and one sister. Ooh. Yeah, um, three are like step, but we like like grew up like super you didn't close, hate them. So yeah, got it. Didn't hate them. Um, Good start. And uh, we grew up. You know, in this house with you know everybody always up to doing doing something and typing. Uh, yeah, always typing. And a couple of my brothers like were into into like programming and stuff. And my one of my older brothers was, and so I kind of like learned from him, but he didn't really know what he was doing either. But like it was kind of cool. And so I would make like weird screensavers and stuff. Um, and like sort of, I remember like downloading. Um, there's this game, you know, Worms. You ever mm-hmm. play that game? We yeah. gotta like shoot. There was like a really, really basic version of that. And I would like download that and kind of like look at the code and try to figure out what was going on. But I had no idea, like no idea. But I, w- I would just kind of mess around and, and make screensavers and stuff and like try to, there was a screensaver that like Windows had that kind of did this like geometric bouncy thing. Mm-hmm. I'd try to like, you know, reverse engineer that, I guess. Um, and then I- uh, Trying to actually make the thing go in the corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, the most satisfying oh, thing. Oh man. I should you should make one that just does that always. It, oh, it's always yeah, in the yeah, corner. Yeah. <laughs> just so so utterly disappointing. It just goes <laughs> Yeah, it actually wouldn't yeah. <laughs> just cool. back and forth from opposite corners. Yeah. And then yeah, I guess I I kind of like did that and then I got into Visual Basic. Serious super nerd points. I asked my dad asked what I wanted for my 13th birthday. I asked for a book on Visual uh Visual Basic. Um, so we went to Fry's together and he got me that. I just like, I was kind of fascinated about just like building things and like, it just felt like advanced Legos, you know, I was just like, I can put these things together and I would make weird things for like AOL. Like I would make like a, okay. So this is also nerdy. There was like, um, were you a cool kid in school, Ian? (laughs) I don't think so. Definitely not. Um, just kidding. None of us were. It's kind of a closet nerd, I guess. I don't know. But, um, I would, you know, make these things where you could like, they had these, they called a punter. Have you ever heard of this? I'm dating myself, but you could like go in on AOL and there's like chat rooms and stuff, whatever. And you could just, you could like chat with your, your buds or whatever. And you send them this like random string of shit and it, it would cre- like fra- crash their computer and they would have to like restart basically. And that was, that was basically it. <laughs> and so I would just do that kind of thing. And I'd build these tools that would just like, you just send it to your friends and then they they would crash and they have to like restart. <laughs> Evil man. Yeah, it's kind of funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I don't know, stupid, but anyway, so that's kind of like where I learned a little bit about like just building stuff. And then I like actually kind of forgot about computers for a while and, um, really was doing music and, um, yeah, did music for a long time. Um, and I really. What does did music mean? Uh, yeah, what that that's not what you say, really. It's played music. Um, I yeah, so I played music. I was in a band for a long time. What'd you play? I played guitar, basically, um, mostly bass. Uh, I mean, you said basically. Yeah, basically. You're real good with these. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, um, imagine hanging out with this guy for 
like five hours at a time. It sounds rough. Yeah. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, yeah. So I I played music. Uh, I was in a band. I was in like a punk band. Um, That was like what I wanted to do. I was like, I, you know, want to, I just want to do this. Like, sounds amazing. My, you know, closest friends were just like, you know, playing these shows and it's cool. And, uh, you know, I was like about 18 right out of high school and that was kind of what I wanted to do. But I was also like really kind of liked computers and like designing. That's when I got into like building stuff for our band and like the classic like, oh, we had a band, so we needed a website. And so I got into it that way. I just started building websites for, you know, my band, a couple friends bands um, and then started learning like you know, you want to build like we we built like a little form thingy to guest book or whatever, and like you know built it from scratch. What's funny? I think I was listening to uh, Puckett, uh, and he was talking about a very <laughs> similar thing. Anyways, so like built like a guest book. I I like I was like I don't know how to do this. I guess I got to learn PHP. So like got a book and like I like ran up against a wall. Then I was like, wait, I don't understand like this at all and I was kind of on my own I didn't really have any other friends who did this like we were all like playing music and stuff and I was just kind of trying to figure this out and then I just kind of put it away and like kept doing the HTML thing and then pulled it back and just like kept going at it I was like I know I need to learn this because I think it'll be cool and so finally like it cracked I I understood what was happening I powered through it and built like this guest book and like I was like fascinated with just building like this interactive stuff and then what happened was like we we used this with just our close friends. It was really like this kind of private chat room where we would just like put stuff up and a couple of my friends started doing these this rap battle thing on there and they would just do these like raps. And so I was like, "Oh, well I wanted people to be able to vote on it." So there's like a voting system. Oh man. And yeah, it was nerdy. Um and uh so that was like mostly what I would do. Like we would practice for an hour or two then I'd like be on the computer like doing this. So that's kind of like how I got into doing it, just like out of passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I uh, I had a buddy of mine who was running like this small little company. And I had been freelancing at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm like terrible at freelancing. You know, um, I just like at the time wasn't very disciplined, you know, uh, whatever. And he's like, well, if you want to come, you know, work with me, I can give you some work and, you know, you can kind of make your own hours and stuff. So I was like, sweet, I can do that. I can still go play music if we're going to tour or whatever. Were you guys touring at that point? We did like small, like mm-hmm. <laughs> book your own, like, um, we bought this van for, uh, 1700 bucks. Um, and that was like the biggest purchase, you know, like, oh man, out of our own pockets. Oh man. Like this is commitment. Um, and we like, I think we kind of went up the coast down and back and stuff like that and um, out to Chicago, but they were all like pretty much all small shows, but it was awesome. I mean, um, it's a lot of work though. And then uh, anyways, but uh, so I'd been, I'd been working also uh, at this little agency and I worked there for like five years and um, I just like got obsessed with building stuff. We did like everything. It was like, you know, small, like tiny mom and pop shops, um, or like kind of larger e-commerce stuff. We ended up doing a ton of work for like the, um, for Netflix, we built a bunch of like internal tools for them. And so how long ago was that? That was like, uh, 2006 or something. Whoa. Early days. 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I'm old. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah. So, that's kind of like how I got really into like, oh, application development. And yeah. I, like, I was like in love with like 37 signals. I thought they were awesome. And, um, you know, campaign monitors, like when they're kind of heyday. 
And so I was just like really looked up to those guys and uh, just wanted to build cool stuff. And so I'd make like weird side projects and just kind of launch them and yeah, uh, made this like thing called My Tweet 16. I think that might have been the first thing. It was called My Tweet 16, if you like puns. Um, it was, it would show you, it would just, you typed it in and give you a list of your first 16 tweets. And it was like, <laughs> that was it. It actually like, got kind of popular for like a day or two. <laughs> and I made this like, I made this thing called a notepad.com. Great domain name, right? You had notepad.com? No, it was a notepad. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. It was not a great. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, but the funny thing was like, I, I launched it and it was literally a text box you could type into. So it was like, I hated having to pull out like, <laughs> you know, my notes thing and yeah. my notes would just be on my computer. And like, this is before Evernote really was like a thing. Maybe it was a thing, but it wasn't like super popular. And uh, so it's just like a text box. You type it in and I totally forgot about it, but I had Google analytics on it. I remember checking back like a year later and it had like, it was getting like hundreds of thousands of hits what? every day. Just people coming to type. Yeah. And they were just typing shit. And I think a lot of it was spam because it was just an open text box. It, what, it was kind of cool. It was literally an open text box that anybody could type into and you got a link. That was it. It's just like a big white text box, basically. I since sold it for like, I think it was like a huge price tag of like a thousand dollars or something like that. Um, so you're retired now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, so I retired, and that's basically it. <laughs> that was my career. Yeah, I sold it, and they like put every feature on it. It's like this awful WYSIWYG editor, uh, you know, with like the eight toolbars, and uh, they they changed, they literally changed the logo. There wasn't much of a logo, but they made it Comic Sans. Like, oh my it was god, just like, it is! This is oh, it's so good. Oh yeah, you're pulling it up. Yeah, yes. it's Comic Sans now. I have the to feedba- say that because the feedback button has the Facebook F in it. Yeah, it's got everything <laughs> on there. It's so good. Um, uh, the user count and recent notes are also in Comic Sans. This is so yeah. great. It's amazing, right? I had to look it up because someone. Uh, our one of our domains lapsed for a project that my friend, actually now my uh, coworker, the one designer on my team, uh, he and I built a thing together like a while back, and someone bought the domain, built the same thing, but made it really ugly. <laughs> nice, it's, it's really the great. best. Gotta love that. So yeah, I don't know. Privatize.io. Uh, it's um, super ugly. Privatize.io. Love it. He basically like bastardized our logo too. It's really good. Love it. Well, one of your latest side projects is Intab. Oh, yeah. I did that like, um, that was a couple years ago now. Yeah. I have a new side project, but, uh, you know, Ooh. not out yet. Um, Sneak preview. Yeah, Intab. Uh, that was a fun little thing I just like actually built in like a day. and um, One day? Holy shit. Yeah, one night. Um, I didn't sleep that night. Uh, I remember I, I had this idea and um, it was basically like, Browsing a bunch of shit uh, in Chrome or whatever is kind of annoying because you kind of have to open a lot of tabs and go in and come back. And and I was like, you should just have this like side thing. I wanted to call it Sidecar actually, but there was like four startups called Sidecar, and uh, you know, so I didn't call it that. But uh, you basically, I wanted this little Sidecar where you could just like look at things and and like have two things at once, basically split screen. That's essentially. not what Sidecars do. You know, I've been in a Sidecar. <laughs> you have? Yeah. Okay, I like the story. Were you like yeah, a little dog a with like a scarf and like yeah, There's a photo of me. Um, it was there's a there's a hilarious photo of me uh, on your in, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I just posted it recently. I don't use Instagram. What is Instagram? <gasps> um, it's a it's like a place where you write uh, you know all your deepest memories and your thoughts and mm-hmm. you write it out in long text form. So not what you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, 
rode in a sidecar and it was scary. There's a there's a photo of me on Instagram. Instagram is not really text; it's photos. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Uh, yeah, Instagram.com/slash/ianson. Um, oh, look at that! Oh, there he is. There it is. So I'm like literally off the private. ground. I'm off the ground. Oh yeah, my account's private. Um, Can I take a screenshot of it and put a link in the show notes or something? All right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm off the ground. It's one wheel off. It was it was really scary. Anyways, so you're building sidecar. You named it in tab. Yeah, I built it built after it. that you, scary experience you had. Well, you basically, in one way or another, were thinking of this peak pop, like 3D touch idea. Oh yeah, I came up with 3D touch. <laughs> but thank you. The, I like the, the way you're thinking. <laughs> Very flattering. Well, I can see the progression here, right? You're working on like I just want to see what's inside this this link before yeah. I actually open yeah. it. Right? Yeah, actually, the the very first thing I had in mind. I had this for a while, actually, now that I think about it. I wanted to be able to just tap something, and it would kind of open the little pop-up, basically, of that. Um, and, like, you could just kind of look at it and decide if you wanted to go into it. But Look um, at you doing force touch before it's time. <laughs> 3D touch, I guess. Uh, but I never really built it that way, uh, and I ended up just saying, like, oh, maybe it should just slide over. Um, and because I wanted to be able to, it to be able to sort of stay open. So, like, you know, if you're browsing Reddit and you want to look at a bunch of things, instead of having to open 25 tabs, you just tap it and it's right there and you can just like tap the next thing. It saves you like 10 seconds and it's cool. Um, I don't know if it still works. I should probably update it. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I, I remember launching it and um, like, I think it was like right when Designer News kind of was having its peak, like sort of heyday. So like everybody was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I was like, ah, oh, my moment. <laughs> um, this is the best. Yeah. Internet points. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got to get those internet points. Yeah. I've always just been fascinated about like building little things to make things a little bit better. So what are you building now? Oh, um, should I say? Yeah. Well, if you want I mean, to. you absolutely 100% should. If you don't, we're, I will we're say, ending this thing right okay. now. I, I, so, you know, I, I manage basically full-time now. So I got to have like a little bit of an outlet. Um, basically full-time? Uh, basically full-time. Does Instagram let you do like part-time? Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I show up for work some days. Yeah, sometimes I show up and you know mess around, and then I go home. No, so I'm I'm building. I built this little app for the Apple TV. Actually, um, I just thought you know let me use an app for a platform that you know ten of my friends can check out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Man, what? has anyone downloaded an app since they got their Apple TV? No. I have. I've downloaded my own app through TestFlight. Does that count? <laughs> I, I, That's. <laughs> I think that next level counts. Yeah. Do you have a ETA? Um, I've, it's like mostly done. I, I've, it's actually been really interesting designing for it because it, it seems like, oh, it's just the same. And then you realize you're not touching the thing. And so you kind of like, you learn quickly like, oh, something always has to be in focus. Um, and that's like a very different sort of design pattern. And so I've been kind of figuring that out. And I've really just been giving it like a you know, using it as an excuse to kind of geek out about like gestures and like how to like make those work really well and trying to like take some of the the patterns that they have and like tweak and like extend them a little bit and see if there's a way to like not just use the out of the box stuff, but kind of build some a little bit more into it. And so, you're coding this yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Terribly. Like it's super hacky. And, um, but like, I don't know. I like, I love the idea of just starting super hacky and like saying like, okay, it works. Now let me like, do this kind of how I think I would actually do this now that I understand kind of what I'm trying to build. That's always just been my approach. Just like kind of try to do it and like, just go for it and, you know, know that you're going to suck. It's going to be bad and it's going to be buggy and then like do it again and like kind of tweak it mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So. Totally. 
Do you have a like landing page or domain that we could send people to? Nope. <sighs> Sorry. Well, I guess we'll just keep an eye out for that one yeah. in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It should be kind of fun. I think I'm going to build a couple games too, like really stupid, Apple stupid TV. games uh, for iPhone or something. I don't know. I have like two ideas for like really stupid games. Dude, it's the stupidest games that are the most successful. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to make Flappy a stupid Bird. game. Flappy Bird. Could just just could steal have someone else's Flappy artwork. Bird. Swing. And then build something done with it. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, this wave of games that's all about just tapping things. Yeah, that's, yep. So like, that a, what do you think? That's like Candyland. That's not a game. Cookie Clicker. Uh, Cookie Clicker? Is big, that like Cow Clicker? So yeah, yeah, B- yeah. Bitcoin Billionaire. Adventure Capital. What's Adventure, Bitcoin bil- what? Adventure Capitalist. This is not a real game. I'm about to I'm go on San Francisco. I'm about to. I'm out of here. Get, Brian is obsessed with Adventure Capitalist. All right, y'all. There's this game called it. Adventure Capitalist. How much money do you make right now? Uh, 10 to the 60th power per second or something. Okay. 10 to 60th power monies. You just... Is tap. it like Mafia Wars? No, no, no. Nothing like that, actually. Okay. It's, it's the simplest, dumbest game where you tap on your businesses to lo- make a little money. <laughs> when you have enough money, you can hire a manager to run it for you. Uh-huh. And then when you have enough money, you can upgrade the businesses and buy more of them and it like multiplies and kind of stuff like that. And then you get angel investors. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bryn is loving this. Anyways. This is awful. I've been watching him play this for like a month now and it's terrible. Not not like watching. Like, you watch I don't him over his phone? <laughs> so I don't sit there and shoulder. watch him do that. <laughs> I just like, I look, I look across the table and he's just like, tap, 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 tap. I gotta see this. I gotta see this. He's like, well, on Mars, I'm making 10 quadrillion dollars. So on Mars, wait, you go to other planets? Yeah. So that's the adventure. It's space. You start on Earth. You gotta, and then you gotta unlock the Mars and the moon. They all have their own businesses, their own ecosystems. All right, so look, I just opened it up. It says, welcome back, capitalist. Uh, I was offline for like two days. And I earned 992 sex sexagentillion dollars. Wait, hold on a second. How good does that number make you feel? Are you just like, Pretty is that? are you buzzing off good. that already? Or buzzing. are the endorphins buzzing. rushing? See, these are all my businesses. Okay. So like, for example, some of those are, are making me quite... I'm so confused. Quite amount of cash per second. It's just showing a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I'll have to check the that out. The fact that these games like Cookie Clicker and all that exist, okay, I think blows my, me away. That's I, not a game. Cookie Clicker? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's weird. I don't know. I mean, but see, the point. I, uh, the I point of worked. that tangent is you can make something dumb and like it's got a hook and you people love it. it doesn't even have to be a game. You can just be like touch points. Yeah, touch points. Yeah, like touch click, clicks. Yeah, I mean that's you kind of click yeah. and done. I think yeah. I feel like here's the thing. I've always like, everybody's like, oh, it's got to be a billion dollar idea or like, what the fuck are you doing with your time? And I'm just like, I think it'd be kind of fun. I don't know. I just want to do it. You know? Yeah, so totally um, agree. I've, I've had a lot of weird side projects and I don't even tell, like a lot of times I won't like go, or like I'll tell people, someone like, oh, I'm working on this thing. And they're just like, okay. Like, I'm just like, no, it's not like to try to make some business. It's just like, I think that this would be cool if it existed. And, you know, we should just have more of those things. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's an interesting parallel to the music side of that where it's like, ah, it's kind of riffing on this melody or something. And you might tell a friend, they're like, oh, I want to hear it. Uh, you're not going to sell that melody for apps is art? a billion dollars. But no, just this parallel of like, yeah. you can make something just for fun and know that it's or just, just for that. you almost. Yeah, or just like, for you. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, we were. I was definitely in a band that yeah. was not for everybody. <laughs> I mean, it, it's. But I like. I enjoyed it. You know, I like. I thought you know we were doing what we wanted to do, and you know we weren't trying to be a pop band or something. So yeah, I mean, um, I think I'm certainly guilty of when someone says I'm building an app. I'm like, oh, is that going to make you money? <laughs> like that's I mean, the dumbest question to ask, but I find my mind jumping. Yeah, there. I think everybody jumps to that. It's like obviously that's what people want to know, but I, I mean, it obviously depends, and some people. I do it for different reasons. Some people do it just to make money and that's kind of like whatever they can do that. And some people are doing it cause they just want to do something fun. They can do that. Um, I think it just depends, but of course, if someone's like hiring people and stuff, you know, to build this app, you probably should be like, yo, before you like put lives, yeah. money be good. Yeah. Like <laughs> make sure you can like, you know, pay the bills or something, but yeah, there's, I don't know. There's just this obsession with like really, really big numbers and stuff. That's why I play adventure capitalist. Yeah. So I should, yeah, I guess I got to <laughs> check that out. Please don't. I'm, I'm, I won't. So at what point did Groupon enter the story? So what happened was I, so I was working at this agency for like five years and uh, we built this, we built this other thing. We built like a CMS. Everybody was, this is like everybody, the, the heyday of CMSs. Uh, everybody was building one. Of course they all sucked and mine was perfect. And so, um, you know, uh, no, we, so we built this thing. We tried to do that and, you know, we used it for our clients and stuff and it was like, okay, it had some cool, pretty cool features, but, um, the whole concept was like, there's no admin interface. It's just like you click and edit in line and stuff, whatever. Um, it was kind of cool. It was fun, but we like fumbled and learned like, oh my gosh, we built like so many things that we shouldn't have built and like all this stuff about just product development. And it was basically me and one other guy, and, uh, you know, we, I did all the design for it and he, in, and then we had like one or two engineers. And then after that, we built another project and this one was called follow up then, which, you know, I probably built like eight or nine years ago or something, or I don't know when it was, but maybe seven, seven years ago, built that. And it was kind of going and it was kind of like growing a little bit. And I decided I'm going to quit my job and just focus on this. <laughs> and so I, I quit my job to just kind of like go work on one thing and like actually, cause we were, I kept trying to do these side things, but like I had like a real job and I like, it was always a side thing. So I was like, I'm just going to work on that. Quit my job to work on that. And I was kind of doing that for a, like a month or two. And I was also like supporting myself doing freelance so that I could, you know, you know, pay for rent and stuff. And uh, so I put my stuff up on different like portfolio sites and stuff. And I got a call out of the, or an email out of the blue from this guy, Stephen Walker, who um, was ran design at Groupon. And he was out in Chicago and he said, Hey, man, we're looking for a product designer in Palo Alto. Let me know, uh, you know, if, if you want to chat. And I was like, Oh my God, like a real company is interested in me. Cause you have to, like, at this point, you know, what we didn't talk about, I have no college education. You know, I didn't, I didn't go to college. Um, and you know, so I didn't have a formal, anything formal, like formal background in this. I just kind of had been doing it for so long. And so, you know, he was like, I saw your work, you know, let me know if you want to chat. And I was like, whoa, like, and so this was like when Groupon was growing pretty strongly. And, you know, so I went out and talked to him and I was like, oh, these guys are cool. Like I interviewed with Josh Puckett, um, and, you know, Stephen Walker is just like the best dude, uh, a bunch of like really cool, cool guys. And I was like, Oh, I should join this team. Like I'm going to learn so much more at this company than trying to do something on my own where I have no experience and no mentors, no like connect, like I, I was kind of on my own. So, um, 
yeah, so so that's what I did. And so I went there um, and I was like the first product designer in Palo Alto because they were headquartered mm-hmm. in Chicago. Really quickly, are you cool explaining why you didn't go to college? Uh, yeah, I mean, to be totally honest, like for whatever reason, my family didn't put a lot of emphasis on it. And, um, but like mainly I was just so busy, uh, uh, just like doing music and I, that's what I wanted to do. And I was like, I'll, I'll figure that out like when I need to. And also like I considered myself like a pretty good sort of, you know, self learner. Like I could just kind of, you know, I knew that I was getting pretty good at, at design, not design, but like building products and like, kind of like, I knew I could at least get a job doing that. And then because I had been at the agency for like five years, it was like, and I was getting a full-time job offer. Like I was kind of like, well, like. There's no reason. Like, I'm not saying it's right. Like, I think that. It's right. (laughs) No, I I think like, I I, I honestly kind of like, it was all very serendipitous. But at that point it was like, there's not really a point in me doing that right now. And so I just like kept going. Yeah, Um, makes sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's probably a ton that I missed out on um, from not doing it. But I also think that, you know, finding my own path was was cool, too. Yeah. And you ended up in a good spot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think it just like it, it worked for me because I was working like pretty hard. And like, you know, I wasn't just like messing around, not going to college. I was actually right. working and right. um, like constantly learning and stuff. So it did work out, but it's not like I'm saying, no, don't go to college. You know, it's like, it just depends on what you want to do. How long were you at Groupon? Um, I was at Groupon for about two years. How was that? It was amazing. Um, rad team. Like we That had, was like when Groupon was blowing up, right? Kind of. I mean, I, I joined like kind of right as it was like scaling to all these cities and kind of trying some new things. And, um, you know, I was the first actual product designer out, out in Palo Alto. And, you know, we had this little janky mobile app and, um, actually Josh Puckett, like he was like, you know, I'm moving off onto this, uh, this other team where I'm going to work on like merchant stuff, like stuff for merchants. Do you want to do this mobile thing? And I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> I didn't really have a lot of mobile experience. You know, I really didn't. I was, I was just like, you know, I'd been doing like web apps and I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, and so, uh, it worked out because they, that's where the mobile team was. And so I, um, so I ended up doing like their full, like just do full redesign of the mobile experience to sort of support where the company had moved. They were like, they moved from one deal a day to this, like they have, you know, all these different categories and like, you know, getaways and this and that and stuff. And so, um, I, uh, and goods. And so I, we built out this like more scalable app. And so that's what I was working on, but it was, it was rad. Like I learned so, so much from that, that team and like the designers, all, all the designers in there are awesome. Um, some of my best friends now, and that's actually how I ended up at Instagram too. Cause Ryan O'Rourke, who, uh, another awesome dude, like started, uh, him and I started a group on the same day and then he went over to Facebook and he kind of like got me to come interview there. This might be a question with no answer, but now that you're in a position of hiring people, when and how do you decide to take a bet on yeah. a young designer that might not have a lot of experience? <laughs> I mean, I think about it a lot because I was a young designer without right, any experience. Exactly. <laughs> and Steven Walker, my manager, he took a bet, took right? a bet on a bunch of us, like yeah. me, Josh, Ryan, Puck, like it's a hard bet. Uh, yeah, Puck, it's a hard fucking bet. Like, I wouldn't even know, say that yeah. bet worked out to be honest. Yeah, I don't know, man. Steven, um, Steven's in the the 
the red on that one. Yeah, <laughs> there was a bunch of awesome designers. Jordan, anyways, like a lot of like really, uh, really cool people. And he just kind of took a bet. And and so I've always been kind of inspired by that because like we all suck at some point, you know. And like most so, points, some of us still <laughs> suck. <laughs> we um, mostly suck at most things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. You know, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot. I, I really love seeing like younger designers do awesome stuff. And we have a handful of them on our team now. And I'm just like, wow, it's awesome to see that they have this opportunity and they can impress me. And like, by, I'm like, wow, that's definitely better than what I would have done. So, <laughs> you know, you got to just look for a lot of proactivity, I think, is one thing that I do look for. It's not just like, oh, well, let's just get any, you know, new designer, like, it's not just like go to school and go get a, like a good job. Like you got to show that you're, you know, doing great work and like doing side projects or just kind of doing interesting things. I think that's like the big thing, you know, just the general stuff, like making sure they're like humble and not coming with a big ego. Um, and, uh, you know, they're super eager and excited and uh, they're, they're, it's like the best working with, I think people like that. It's awesome. So speaking of hiring people, yeah. Uh, since you've been at Instagram, the team's grown a ton. Yeah. And at some point you switched from moving pixels to managing. Mm -hmm. What happened? So what happened was we were a small team. We had six designers um, or so, five or six, kind of like off and on. And I was designing and um, we had a manager and our manager left. Um, it's like, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm moving on. So we were kind of without a manager and our head of product was, was managing us. So we we're all reporting into him. He had a ton going on and he was actually an amazing, amazing people manager, but he didn't really like know the design side very well. And so I kind of like told him a little bit like, Hey, maybe I'd be kind of interested in managing or whatever. And, and then one day he just came to me. I would just gotten back to vac from vacation. He's like, Hey, I want you to like manage most of the team. And I was like, um, I'm scared. <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> He's like, well, you asked kind of, you kind of asked about it and we just like think that you'd be good at it. And like, I kind of had heard from a couple people there from some of the leaders, like, Hey, I think you'd be good at this. And I didn't really know why, but I was like, all right, you know, basically I decided like, you know, you got to take your opportunities. And this is one of those opportunities where I was at this like company where they really invest in teaching managers and like learning kind of how to actually be a good manager, not just like, okay, you're going to go like tell everybody what to do. It's not about that at all. It's like learning how to build a team and how to support the team and all that stuff. And so, um, so that's where I, why I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. Cause like what other opportunity am I going to have to like manage the Instagram design team? Like that's, a, that seems pretty cool. Um, and so I, I think it's been great. Like I, I'm super happy with the move. Although I do like to tell you the honest to God truth, like struggle with it every day. My manager knows this. Like, I don't know if anybody on my team knows this, but <laughs> I do miss designing. Like I do. Um, and well, that's what the side project is for, right? Yeah. Scratch that itch. Yeah. I mean, that really is part of, part, uh, of what that's for. I know it's no inventing a new white, but <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> um, they left your name off that patent. <laughs> a seventh F. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I mean, just like There's glows like perfectly. Eight. But yeah, no, I mean, honestly, it is something that I like, I do like, don't want to atrophy that, you know, I want to, I want to be able to like still design. And I do actually 
think that there's a ton of opportunity to do that at my job. And I think that's another thing that's pretty cool about like the structure that we have is like, I've had very candid conversations with my manager where he's like, you know, do you want to do more design? Do you not like, you know, there's trade-offs to everything. And so just trying to decide where I want to focus. And so it's something I think that you have to kind of figure out as you go and just know that you don't have to be committed to it hundred percent. Like you can do it and you can move back. Um, it's not like it's for everybody, but it's also like, I think for a lot of people, it's super good experience to just learn um, how to, how to be that sort of support for the team. This is a super job interviewee question, which I know <clears throat> classic love and classic. I'm the best job interviewer. So let's if, hear it. if you could take the last year and a half worth of design managing mm-hmm. and like pull out some of the key lessons or mistakes and tell them to yourself a year and a half ago, uh, so essentially, what's your advice to the new design manager that might be listening? You're being replaced. Brian's just here to, to okay. handle your activity. Brian's <laughs> taking my job. And I'm like, all right. Uh, yeah, we have something to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is commit to it. There was a while where I struggled with it to a point where I was kind of trying to do both. And that's really, really, I think at a certain size that you can do it. But you know, you just got to say like, this is what I'm doing. And, um, like I'm talking specifically about the transition and just saying like the most important thing is not my output anymore. It's my team's output and making sure that, that they're set up and like they're doing their thing and they're happy. So just completely removing yourself from the equation, you know, you're, it's not about you anymore at all. It's about just making sure the team's doing their thing. So just do that as soon as possible. And, you know, if you want to like do some design work, you can do that, but it's not your primary goal. Like it obviously I'm sure it depends anywhere you are. If you're at a small startup, that's very different. I'm talking from like a pretty big company. It's, it's a little different where we had enough going on where I had to like, kind of just do that. That's like, for me, that was one thing, just like commit to it and just realize like, yeah, you can still do design, but if you're managing, make sure that, that, that that's like the first thing you worry about. Um, I think the other thing was I was a little scared to hire. Um, you know, I felt like our team was precious, like totally respected everybody on the team. And I was really nervous about that first person I was going to bring in and say like, Hey guys, like this is who I think. And so part of it is you just need to make that a team decision. You got to make sure that they meet the right people and just, and that sort of thing. And then the other thing is just like, you know, uh, you got to sort of take risks and like say, I, I love to like Saleo's thing about like, you know, don't underestimate, like he'd rather, uh, what was it? He'd rather, he'd rather trust over- someone and be wrong. Yeah. He'd rather yep. trust somebody than, than, than underestimate. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's super true because the people that I've seen, I just like, and a lot of it is like starting to get a little bit of feel like, what are you looking for? And it's hard at first when you're just like, you know, you got all these people and you're looking at everybody and you're like, who's the right fit for this thing? And like, you just kind of over time start to understand like, oh, this person would be great for this team because X, Y, and Z. And, st- and also like, uh, you know, I would immediately jump to like, how good is their work? Because I, of course, that's like probably the most important thing, but it's also super important to make sure that they're going to fit with the team. Just like they're going to want to work in our style and, you know, they're going to bring something new that we're not thinking about. And, you know, they're going to have a fresh approach. It's all going to gel. There's like so many things you need to like think about that just takes time. You got to like sort of develop it. How do you guys as a team approach iterating the, I guess, visual nature of Instagram? Because they don't. Yeah. <laughs> just it, kidding. It, visually, it's flattened out yeah. and it's yeah. cleaned up and retina and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But how do you approach like someone's proposal to, you know, maybe we should relay out something? Yeah. Uh, is it? 
<laughs> Didn't they build an app for that? Yeah, we built a whole app for uh, yeah. layout. Oh. Uh, you stole Josh's. <laughs> oh yeah, we talked about that. Oh yeah, Josh. Like right before we were launching layout, uh, we were at a bar and like <laughs> we're we're together like with another close friend of ours, and he was like, "Dude, I got this thing," and uh, you know, it's like this photo booth thing, and I was like, "Cool, like uh, yeah, um, sounds good." Uh, <laughs> And then, yeah, we kind of launched that feature. That was pretty He funny. says now, but really he took the idea and ran with it. Yeah. I, I went to the team and I was like, guys, stop what you're doing. We're going to build this and ship it next week. <laughs> Josh Puckett um, said this matter. Yeah, Josh Puckett said it. So it's got to it's gotta be real. Good slip in there. Um, so, so the answer is you guys build separate apps. We do. But uh, Hyperlapse was awesome. Hyperlapse was amazing. That was a, that was a hackathon project. Um, and then it was like, that was a good, like, sort of it was it was cool because it was like a really good tech demo like Mm -hmm. you look at it and it was like wow these are amazing oh my god how do you make these and it it started actually one of the engineers um posted it in like a one of our private groups just posted this thing it was like highway highway to it what's that uh tn and lax did a hyperlapse thing oh no he posted something that he had made with, with hyperlapse the first video and it was like from 280 and like cars going by and fog rolling in and we're like oh that's rad um but like the app had all these crazy controls and stuff and um and then chris Connolly uh was the designer who who worked on that mostly or i guess solely um he's like a great designer and just like sat down and just simplified it down to like one button one slider and like and it was like okay yeah we can ship that like that look that's great um and it yeah people loved it and then you guys have since done that with layout we did it with layout and we did it with boomerang. boomerang. Yeah. It's been super interesting to just say like, I don't know. I think this is one thing that I've, I've, you know, really respect is that Kevin and Mike are still super involved and they have a really strong sort of opinion about how the product should work. And part of it is that like simplicity matters in everything that we do. And it's hard to cram all that stuff in and still have it feel really simple. And so, you know, we just wanted to, if we want to create the best sort of way to put stitch together multiple moments, you know, having to like sort of dig through a bunch of menus to get to it is not really going to work. So just having to be a standalone app that's super hyper-focused, you know, it's like you can have a Swiss army knife or you can have like sort of like a really great screwdriver and a really great, you know, hammer and whatever. Um, so I think we tried to go with that approach. Or you could have a toolbox that has all those nice tools in it, including a camera that only takes square photos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been fun to just kind of like sort of experiment and see like, you know, what people do with these tools and just giving them sort of letting them kind of have their own life a little Mm -hmm. bit outside of Instagram where they just felt like they'd be a little bit crammed in. Um, I just want to play devil's advocate, but. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah. Contr- I, contrarian Bryn, we like to call it. <laughs> Contrary Bryn? Yes. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, it it, it kind of works for us, but, you know, who knows what would happen if we built it into the app, too. You never know. You never know. So what are the other tools you really like? You, you mentioned the specifically hyper-focused tools. Are there any software tools you really like? Are there any anything new coming out that you're into? I've always been obsessed with sort of prototyping and that kind of all that stuff. And so, you know, recently I was super into like uh, origami or quartz compose or whatever. Like it's, it's uh, pretty amazing once you kind of figure it out. Classic Facebooker. Yeah, I know. Right. But uh, no noodles. 
<laughs> but I so I recently picked up Framer and um and Sketch and like kind of just decided like I'm just gonna do things in this and mm-hmm. just do it. And it's kind of amazing. It's it is a better workflow. Like yeah. it is better. And Framer, what's cool is if you What were you using for pixels before? Photoshop? Photoshop. Yeah. Which I still feel like has this nice exact feel. Like, I don't know. I just still like it. But um Sketch is just so fast. Just duplicate, duplicate, like the, I don't know. The the actual workflow of it is better, but I feel like the output's still like a little bit better yep. in Photoshop. I don't know. Um, it's more accurate. Yeah, Sketch is not super accurate, right? But it's getting there. Um, but like Framer is amazing because it actually runs super well on device. Um, and the the cool thing about it is if you sort of learn like to code and you know you you actually can it can get better over time i found with like origami or other prototyping tools it would just devolve into as like a mess of spaghetti and um i guess framework you can do the exact same thing but if you really want to you can actually make it better and more and so i've been like kind of obsessed with like pulling in real data and making things that actually are pretty close to the the real thing and um it's just cool that that's like getting closer and closer and closer. And I, I think that we're going to be there pretty soon where it, it'll be pretty standard to design that way. It's still useful, even if you stopped prototyping, because at some level you've learned how to program lightly, but you've learned programming ideas like loops yeah. and functions yeah. and all that kind of stuff, right? You, I just like, yeah, there's the classic debate, should designers learn to code? And no, like, that's I, not a classic debate. <laughs> What do you mean? I mean, it's, it's like a trope. People, yeah, it's, it's totally. It's an and like, yeah. I, I don't even need to like, yeah. I think that obviously they should. I'm going to go ahead and enter the debate. Whoa, <laughs> coming in strong. No, um, it's just like, you got to know your materials, you know, like you don't have to be an expert, but just, you know, it's it's going to help you. I can't see it not help you. Like, it'd be really hard to be good if you didn't know what you were dealing with. Don't get me wrong. There's people on our team that are the one of the best designers I can imagine. Doesn't really like to code, you know. Doesn't even do a lot of prototyping, but you know, still super super good designer. So it's not a, it's not a requirement, but it, it also like I think a lot of people do with the coding thing is like they're just we're so used to this like instant gratification. Like you should be able to just pick it up and know how to do it. And of course, like a lot of designers are natural learners, and maybe they're good at you know just picking up Photoshop. Where learning to code like you're gonna make a ton of mistakes and take a lot of time and like if you just do it and give it up like you're never gonna learn if you never like i don't know we're just in this like instant this like you know i you can get entertained by a six second video that's looping and so (laughs) is um, there an argument to be made that as tools get better and further away from the code uh especially prototyping tools that over time there's going to be less and less of a need for that even like for coding for like for actually writing the like yeah I, I understand the argument for like understanding materials but i wonder if if in the macro it like it's all gonna be gone right like you think about 10 years ago to today about building a website like mm-hmm. you can basically build a website now without touching a line of code where that wasn't can really, you yeah sure how squarespace all that kind of stuff okay right? okay like uh you're sure you're removed from that kind of stuff do you see that sort of maybe happening for for prototyping for design I think that we'll probably tools will continue to develop and hopefully a designer's output will be sort of the front end. I think that there's always going to be need for amazing engineers to to do like the heavy lifting and to do um to just, you know, all of all of that good stuff, but like for the front end it's possible that tools might actually get get there, but 
Um, I don't know. There's always just something that like a tool eventually at some point that's written with code. And so, you know, like yeah. it, it, at some point I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be pretty far out if we really get to that. But at some point you do, you do need to be able to express yourself in something a little bit better than a checkbox or like, you know, drag and drop thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I don't know. I see it. I see it maybe happening and it's getting there and, and there's going to be less and less of needing to do that. Um, but there's always going to be people that need to be really good at just writing good, yeah. like actually writing the base part of it. Are you trying any of the new tools? Like, uh, so Bryn was just showing us Figma. Yeah. There's Comet. Uh, Comet. Comet. I just, I haven't downloaded What's it. What's the one I have by Daniel Hooper? Pro- oh, Principle. Uh, yeah, Principle. Principle's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He came and gave us a demo, actually. It, it's really cool. Uh, we have, a, we have, we're using it for one project right now. Oh, really? Or maybe two projects. Um, but we use everything. Like, that's the thing is, like, there's just, you know. Designers don't miss tools. We do everything. Yeah. We try it. <laughs> It's just like natural curiosity, I feel like. Yeah, you got to try them all. It's one like of my Pokemon. One of my friends told me <laughs> engineers try new methodologies and designers try new tools. Interesting. Yep. So engineers will yeah. always try a different way to code and then designers will always be like, I found this new tool. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's like, I think engineers probably, they don't need to worry as much. Like they, they could do like a, basically a text, like a big text box, a mm-hmm. notepad basically could work. You know, they just need autocomplete. I'm sure there's like more and more tools they could have, but it seems like, yeah, they're definitely, for designers, it's just, it's such a different process. Especially totally. now that you like, devices are powerful enough to get into the nuance of like, how do we want to handle animations and lots of movement and yeah, totally. multiple views stacking and things like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. I also think that uh, I, the PSA of like, I feel like it also gets gets designers carried away really easily with the details that don't actually what? matter. No. <laughs> the, the design t- details that don't matter. Ooh, designers nice. never get caught up in things. Uh, no, I just mean like, oh man, too many springy things that are just like all over the top. Like, <laughs> it's just a pet peeve. But like, it's it's so fun to like make these things, but you got to like sit back and be like, does this really, does this serve the purpose? Is and this like, a thing that will ever get built? Or I mean, it, pro- it might get built, but it's like, is this gonna is this gonna be the best way to do it? Is there a simpler way to do it? Maybe like, I don't know. I just like um, I, I've just seen I, this. Ha- I fell into this trap myself, where it's like, bring out origami, and your next thing you know, you've got like all these crazy modals, and you're swiping everything around. You know, you're <laughs> like, maybe I should just use a standard navigation stack here. Uh, that might be better. So. Um, in a way, it's a little bit dangerous at first. One but button, it, one slider, <laughs> super fast videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I don't know. It just depends on what you're doing. But I, I found it for like basic stuff to almost be like too much where you're just like, you don't, you don't need all that, all that seasoning, if you will. All that seasoning. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Bland products. No. The Soylent products. Just the right amount of seasoning. I like cooking. That is like my therapy. Uh, yeah, you're a good, you're a cook now. You're, you've been cooking a, a lot. Sh- a I'm, chef I'm a of cook sorts. now. <laughs> a chef I, of I'm sorts. a chef to myself. <laughs> nice. And my wife. Are you a recipe guy? Or are you? No, I I will consult recipes if I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'll usually figure it out. I usually have like seen something and I'm going based on that. Yeah. I finally got like I used to be. I'm such like gotta follow the recipe to a t which i don't know my that's wife really good for makes baking. fun of me if you like baking that's perfect yeah yeah because that's kind of gram is a gram right like that's what they say or something so baking know. is just like super precise it has yeah. to be chemically like a stable thing yeah yeah cooking's easy you yeah. have to just know that like okay that's if I, 
uh, if I use fat and flour together, I'm going to get a, wow. What's going to happen? A roux. You get a roux uh, and then you can add things to it and make a sauce really easily. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got the uh, flour and water cookbook. That's a great cookbook. It's so Thomas good. McNaughton is awesome. Yeah. So my wife and I have been like kind of making a couple make, of those. And they're, I make they're really homemade good. pasta all the time. That's yeah. my favorite thing. I, we haven't actually made the pasta part yet. We've oh, just made, so been easy. making the sauces, but it's fun. It's like a it's like a big production. It's like you know hours of work, but it has a good payoff. I'm gonna go home and make a beef bourguignon after this. See, put some noodles. This in. is a delicious. lot of people hate people like me because I just no one you're like I just want to go to McDonald's. No, no, no. He wants no, no, buffalo no. wild wings. I want Soylent because it, uh, the time. it it's the perfect utility to get nutrients into my body. Sure. I don't want... So you don't like good things in your life? No, he likes them. He just doesn't want to deal with them. I like them. I don't want to pay you, a lot of money for yeah. them. And I don't want to spend a lot of time cooking. Like I t- cooked dinner last night for 30 minutes and it was too long. It's yeah, like 30 I, minutes? Yeah. yeah What'd you make? I spent two hours I last night cooking. Grilled chicken on the freaking pan and put vegetables on and then you got to clean it and yeah i mean it does take a lot of time it's true it's like i even tried the 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 whole um the meal delivery like the thing where they give you just the raw materials you blue apron it. blue apron it's pretty cool but even that is like you know i didn't like their ingredient quality time. yeah i'm yeah i was really picky about it we were yeah we, we got a little it was more like the recipes were like really like a lot of flavoring and it was like can we just chill it out a little bit again with the seasoning it was just like i like a like a nice good amount of like you know flavor but don't overdo it you know i like cooking a lot it's just like it doesn't like i'm not focused on it the entire time it's just it's kind of yeah it's relaxing it's right yeah it, it's like the opposite of what i have to do all day yeah. I don't have to sell it and make a billion dollars. I just have to This was like I feed remember myself. when we were shipping something and I was really stressed about it. Like uh it was all about the morning routine. Got I had to do that. Mm-hmm. Like and part of it was we had this like espresso machine at work that I was intimidated by, but I was like I'm going to figure out how to use this thing. And so every morning I would just like that was the thing before I'd talk to anybody and do anything, I'd go in there and I'd do it and you just I got a little bit better at it each time. Get and that tiger striping. Yeah. And like, I didn't have to like answer it to anybody. I didn't have to like, it was just like my own little thing that I could like kind of, it sounds so stupid, but it was like important to like help me stay kind of sane. I think Instagram's a company a lot of designers want to work at, or at least intrigued by. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have all these people writing in, applying, trying to get in. What's the, what are some of the key things that you're looking for? And what is a, you know, no way. Oh man. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it might be similar to other answers you might get, but it's like, first of all, you just got to be good at your craft. You know, like you got to just know how to design for mobile. You have to understand sort of just, you obviously have to know Instagram and, and like, you know, be into it. And like that sort of idea of visual communication and, and wanting to like, you know, visual storytelling and the things that we care about. So that's, that's the first one. I think I mentioned proactivity, like showing that you're doing things and getting things done. And like, you know, you're going to go out of your way to, to solve problems. And, and like, you can't just go, especially at a company at our scale, you can't just go and just kind of expect for the work to kind of come and, and like, everything's going to work perfectly. Like there's obstacles that happen. You have to be able to move them around and you have to be able to like get things done. So the biggest thing I look for there is like, what have you shipped? You know, what have you shipped on your own? 
what was challenging and how did you like make it happen? Um, and do you so, ever look at resumes? Do you care about resumes? Um, well, I mean, I am interested in things that they've worked on. Uh, I don't necessarily like look at, you know, what school they went to, but like, no, I don't really look at resumes. <laughs> it's more, I talk to them yeah, and yeah. I look at their, their work. For sure. Um, it's like kind of crazy how bad resumes are, right? Yeah. Like people post resumes up in our inspect, our like public critique thing for, for like feedback all the time. And it's, it's amazing what people like are told is a good yeah, resume. Yeah, it's like we don't really charts, care about any of that stuff. Charts of their skills. Oh man, the chart, the bar, skill bar chart. Bar ninety percent visual, hundred oh percent, and it's like, wait, how? I don't understand the uh, how that all adds up. What yeah. are you exactly? Fifty percent concentrated power of will. Or- <laughs> oh right, my Mike god! Shinoda, I like Seventy-five percent <laughs> chart lover. Um, 50% pain, oh, 100% I, I actually made one of those for Sarah's resume back in the day. And I oh. think it said the last one was like sarcastic charts and it was like 100% or like 105%. <laughs> Ironic <that>. charts. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I mostly look for how good their chart is. Uh, if they're 100% at anything, I'm like, you're hired. <laughs> they're a hun- they're, yeah, done, you're, they're you're as deal. good as they if can ever be. If you're 90%, most likely hired. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, charts... Um, the, I mean, the big thing is like their work, their proactivity, and then finally like self-awareness. Do they know what they're good at? Do they know what they're not good at? Um, and, you know, can they, are they thinking critically about themselves? I think I always ask them, um, I'm giving away, you know, a little secret question here, but I always ask like what the last thing that they shipped or whatever, or like something they've had a little bit of time and like, what would you change about this? And, you know, the worst answer, of course, is like, oh, you know, yeah, I haven't, like, nah, nah Nothing, can't, like, perfect. obviously not being able to think of anything. <laughs> Have you seen this? Um, but, you know, you just want somebody who can look at it and be like, oh, man, like, I learned so much since we shipped this. And, like, this is what we know now. And this is what I would change. And, you know, not necessarily, like, knocking their own work. Um, they should still be confident in, like, the decisions they chose and why they made them at the time and be able to back those up. But But be able to say, like, oh, I would do this differently now. And that I think that's, like pretty important. So I feel like having good reasonings when you make the decisions makes that really easy. Even if you know now that you were wrong, yeah, you at least feel exactly. kind of like, Oh, I made it for this. And reason. that's intentionality. Now that's- I think, Hey, I should do something else, but this is why I made that call. Exactly. So you need both. It's not just like, there's one thing to like ship something and then be like, Oh yeah, I would do it way different. And then it's like, well, why'd you do it in the first place? And then there's not a good answer. Cause that's showing lack of intentionality up front. So you want to see intentionality, even if you know, they weren't, like the best at what they were doing. At least they had a good reasoning for doing it and they thought through some different cases and they landed on there and they can back that up. And then being able to say like, Oh, I would do this way differently now. Or if you wing um, it and it's bad, you have no excuse. Yeah. I've, yeah, exactly. Yep. It's, you wing of, it, it's good. Then good for you. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's sort uh, of an evil question I used to ask when I would interview people and look at their work is just pick out one small thing and just ask, why did you do it that way? And the worst answer is of course, well, just because like, or I don't know, like, uh, why, why, why is, um, why did you use this color for this header? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, uh, Oh, well, I closed my eyes and, uh, did this or, you know, right. Or they might say, Oh, I thought it looked good. Mm -hmm. And that's still a pretty bad answer. Cause startups Mm -hmm. are blue, man. Startup blue. Yeah. But, uh, just just having any reason like, (laughs) Oh, we, we asked users and, or we looked into data and that converted really well or maybe, or like, 
I don't know. It it evoked what we were going for. Yeah, I think sure. With colors, it, it can you know, be. Uh, can, it felt fun. It can be totally it, subjective. It felt yeah. serious. Yeah. It can be subjective still. Absolutely. Um, yep. But just yep. like the lack of like, I you know, I just didn't really think about it. Like, it was, that, and that doesn't happen that often. But it's more like I'm looking for the depth of of. It's rare that somebody would just be like, I don't know, man. I just kind of <laughs> like pretty sick. It was I like a Jackson Pollock kind of thing. <laughs> or I just sort of like threw up some paint and um, uh, no, like. I think uh, that's the painter, right? Is that who did that? Yeah. 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 Um, that was um, a great ref. Uh It's more just like, yeah, can they really like get, go into depth about these things? Can they talk about the things they didn't do? I, th- that's one of the things that kind of bothers me is when you just sort of, you see one solution and you're just like, what else? And they can't really produce any other ideas. Like you want to, I, I just want to know that you like thought through the different things and, you know, it's like, I remember hearing like about, um, you know, the Apple iPod, you know, hundred different prototypes and like or thousands or whatever it was, but it's like, they didn't arrive at that on the very first thing. Like mm-hmm. you gotta be willing to like show that you can work through iterations and throw things out and, and continue to make it better and better. You're like the first pass is like probably just to start. So, um, those kind of things. Do you have a no hire? That's one of the hardest, like, things to shake too is like oh i drew this one it looks pretty yeah let's go with that Ship yeah it. and it's not like you can't do that i guess and especially if you're at a startup like you probably need to do that in a lot of cases so it's not you know it's it's it definitely depends but you know you should probably likely have knowing a how to iterate through a problem is certainly valuable yeah. Yeah, and then um, I think communication too, like just mm-hmm. you know, just in general, can they talk well about their work and um, and their reasonings and you know, all the all the soft skills are super super important. A lot and of things be the hardest. I think the things that people overlook a lot, and you know, it's hard to in, in an interview. I think the thing that I'm tr- I try to be like sort of empathetic about is like they're in an interview. <laughs> I I remember interviewing. Every time I interview, I get so nervous. I, like so nervous and um even if i like feel pretty comfortable about the type of work that i'd be doing i still just get nervous so you have to realize that too like okay try to calm down and like and realize that you know they might not give the best sort of answers off the cuff but you kind of try to dig in and make sure they're like good good person you know all the right the sort of things for that we talked pass about. moral judgment on them yeah exactly we're at the end of our time. Right. Is there anything you want to plug before you go? Instagram.com. Uh, yeah, there's an app. You can download it. Uh, you might have fun. heard of it. might have heard of it. Um, no. Um, we have an amazing sort of 2016 plan, so I'm excited about that. Stay tuned. Thanks for coming um, on the show, man. Thank you so much, guys. This is awesome. At Ian Silver on Twitter? Uh, yes, I do tweet occasionally. Look at that. Yeah. We'll send people your way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks right. for coming, man. Thanks, Ian. That was episode 99. We hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation with Ian. Super chill guy. Definitely follow him on Twitter at Ian Silver. And also hit us up on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM. Let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you want to support us, reviews on iTunes help us move up the charts, help new people discover the show. So if you're on your phone, pull out the podcast app. If you're on your computer, open up iTunes. Leave us a review. We read all of them. We appreciate it. Your support means a lot. We do read all of them. It's super fun. My favorite one, the the like top one right now, the the rated most helpful. The Silicon Valley douchebaggery is thick in this podcast, but the guests are fantastic and the conversations are great. Four stars. I'll take it, you know? So if you want to leave us a review like that, just open up iTunes, pull out your podcast app, leave a review. 
and we really appreciate it. And before we go, huge thank you to Wayno once again for making this episode possible. They are a truly world-class digital design agency doing work for some of the most amazing companies. First of all, just go look at their work, drool at it, check out their Dribbble account. It's beautiful. And the best news that we can ever deliver is they are hiring. They want you to work for them. So go to wayno.co, that's U-E-N-O.co. Click the careers link in the header. Tell them we sent you and go work for some of the best people in the industry. Yeah, you should do that. Now. Go do that. Thanks once again to Wayno. See you next week.